Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. For anyone who loves renovation, wants to save money, and to learn the best tips and tricks of the industry. And now, your host, three times award winner of leading renovation website, House, and over 15 years in the industry, renovating just over 200 properties, James Woodham. Hello, welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. My name is James Woodham, and um, this episode is particularly interesting because it's our first um, homeowner experience. And um, in a moment, I'm going to introduce you to Colin Gray. Uh, he's um, uh, a property owner who lives in Edinburgh at the moment, and um, he was doing a loft extension with uh, three people that uh, two other people that owned the the property as well. So it's particularly interesting. Um, uh, didn't go entirely to plan, and uh, I hope you really enjoy the episode. Before I just um, introduce you to Colin, um, don't forget you can join our community on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the property renovation podcast. And uh, you can also go um, onto iTunes to leave a review, please. Uh, the more reviews we have, the more listeners we get and the more people we help. Uh, so if you can go onto iTunes and leave a review or Stitcher and um, please share this and give it to uh, anyone that you think will uh, need help with um, a renovation. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy the episode. So um, today here we've got uh, Colin Gray. Uh, he's been through a personal experience of a renovation. Uh, so Colin, thank you very much for coming uh, onto the podcast. No problem um, at all. Glad to be here. Good, good. Uh, so what we're going to do is I've got uh, 10 questions um, and this will give you a chance to speak about your experience in doing a renovation and um, uh, don't hold anything back. Uh, <laughs> so anything that you say hopefully will help others as well. Yeah. And, uh, so let's just get started. So um, question one was uh, that uh, you, what made you de decide to do a loft extension um, was it so like family gro uh, like uh, family growth or was it a, like property value aspect? What was it? Yeah, it was definitely value because at the time um, we weren't living in it. So I do have a family, got a couple of young kids, um, but we had a house of our own at the time. So the flat that we were looking to renovate was one that myself and a couple of other people bought back in university days. Uh -huh. So we'd owned it for seven or eight years uh, and we were now looking to get rid of it just to simplify things basically because we were all getting our own families and needing to do other stuff. So we kind of needed rid of it, but we discovered after we'd bought it that we owned a loft space. And it was, it was strange because we'd never been told this during the purchase process. It just came up in the deeds afterwards. Um, so yeah, it was entirely just trying to get more value out of it because we thought it'd be a bit of a waste to have this loft there not do something with it if we could yeah uh yeah so that that was the main purpose and what was the experience in in work like trying to finalize everything and get get it off the ground as as such it was long and tedious and uh, <laughs> it was it took a long time actually because so the, the first part of it was the fact that because there was three of us that owned it, it was me, my brother and a good friend of mine. Uh -huh. uh, we all had kind of different opinions of what to do. So myself and my brother both knew we wanted to do the extension because we felt like we'd be totally w wasting the opportunity if we didn't. Um, but my friend was really against it. He just didn't really didn't have much um, money to put into it, which is fair enough, but also just was quite kind of risk averse on it. He didn't really want to. It was partly to do with the neighbours, actually, the fact that 
that uh, we were in a shared, it was a tenement. So okay. um, he'd had a lot more experience with the neighbours and everything. And, and there's actually, there was a bit of kind of, you know, the standard tenement stairway arguments back and forth yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of older residents who are kind of uh, put out by the younger residents and stuff like that. So it was going to be a bit of a, you know, it was going to be a bit of a a thing for them, like a pro- not a problem exactly, but the scaffolding would go up. There'd be a couple of months where stuff's mm-hmm. going up and down the stairs mm-hmm. and he wasn't keen on all of that stuff. So he didn't really want much to do with it. So that was kind of, it took us a while to get it going because we had to talk it through ourselves as owner, as the owners, like my brother and my friend. Yeah. Uh, and also we had to then look at um, how were we going to source the money and choose builders and all that kind of stuff. So it felt like it took a long time. But um, yeah, we got there eventually. <laughs> Just to go back about um, that there was three of you involved. So how did yeah, like, yeah. did you have different opinions in how you wanted it to, to look in terms of style as well? No, actually, that wasn't something that really came up. So the, the way it all resolved in the end was the fact that my brother lives uh, down south. So he's in England. Um, the flat's in Edinburgh. Yeah. And my uh, my friend lives up in Inverness now. So, I mean, we're all pretty spread out. I was the closest and I'm not even that close to it. So I was <laughs> I was like 60 miles away north up in Dundee. Uh, so it basically came down to I was the one that said, look, um, this isn't going to get done, basically, unless I take this forward because Bruce is too far away. He wants to do it. Dylan doesn't want to do it. So he, Dylan eventually um, agreed to um, that we could go ahead with it as long as he didn't have anything to do with it. And absolutely right. fair enough. Like that was just okay. um, that was an honest conversation we had. And I was I was totally happy with that. So it just came down to the fact that everybody was happy to go out. was going to do all of the work on it basically um so so that included decisions on decorating on layout on everything basically Mm -hmm. so it was just it ended up even though it was a shared ownership flat it ended up being my project right okay so you kind of was was project managing it i guess yeah 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 exactly um you how long was you planning it for we how long well We'd been thinking about, I mean, we'd been thinking about it for about three or four years, probably. We owned the flat, I think, for maybe, it was 2000s, it was close to 10 years. Yeah, so it was eight, it was about nine years we owned it for. And we discovered literally straight away, like within months of buying it, that we owned that loft space. So mm. straight away, we were like, oh, wow, that's, you know, we could do something with that someday. Right. But obviously, um, it took a long time before we were in a position, money-wise, to be able to actually do it. Yeah. So... We'd started to get close, um, thinking, well, I, I had got somebody around. I'd got a builder around just to have a look at it out of interest, you know, just a sort of free estimate type of thing, mm. maybe about three years before that. So that was what gave me an idea of what we could do and the costs that might be involved. That kind of gave me the ballpark estimate. Okay. At the time, still didn't have enough funds to do it, um, uh, nor the motivation. There was loads of other stuff going on in our lives at that time. Including- oh, lost you again and uh, eventually the prompt to really get moving on it was that we were all by that point me my brother and my friend were all sort of buying new places and it was just becoming quite complicated in terms of you know having this shared ownership in terms of even applying for new mortgages and stuff like that so it was just like yeah we need to get rid of this to simplify things so if we're going to do anything about the renovation we need to get it done now (laughs) okay okay um so with the builders you did you end up like how how did you end up deciding who to go with in terms of like choosing the builders? What talk about from the beginning when you invited yeah. some people round to the yeah selection? Yeah, yeah. 
we ended up get so I, I I met I knew an architect in Dundee who I met through networking events and I ended up I knew him reasonably well um, so it felt natural to go ahead with him in terms of the architecture and he um, uh, we we obviously paid for it but you know I trusted that he wasn't going to uh, charge yeah, too much course, and he was yeah. being fair with everything and all that kind of stuff so so he was the first contact he was the one that went down and had to look at it and start drawing up designs and stuff and he started looking around for builders as well because I didn't really know any I had no idea um, so he gave me a lot of help around that what we ended up doing was there was two companies came around to have a look at it um, through him so he got a couple to uh, to come around and have a look and there was one as well that I found okay. um, just through a search around Edinburgh just getting referrals and stuff mm-hmm. um, uh, and we got three around so we got three companies around to have a look uh, they went away came back and forth with a few more questions and eventually sent in the quotes um, so that was I mean that was where we got to it was just three companies three quotes and in the end one of them, we had a massive variety of prices. Obviously, like one of them, um, two of them were reasonably close on the on the lower end, and one was maybe about another twenty grand extra, like okay. uh, probably almost half, probably about a third of the total project cost above and beyond the other two. Yeah. And in the end, I chose I chose the one um, on the lower end. And not because they were they, they did end up being the cheapest, but not by much. They were both pretty close. It was it was cause the guys seemed pretty. Yeah, I just got on with them. It was like mm-hmm. a gut feeling. These people were they seemed decent. They um, not that the other ones were you know <laughs> bad or anything, but I just it ended up just being a, a gut feel. They seemed like they they were pretty proactive with their questions. They came around. They seemed pretty thorough with the way they looked around the flat, all that okay. kind of stuff. Um, so it was a little bit of price because to be fair, the more expensive guys they they pro they proved within that that quoting process i think that they would have been probably more thorough on the job right like they were they were like they were on top of everything so many details so uh-huh. much stuff like what they sent through was it was um so kind of on it that um, okay. they probably but there were just so much more that i don't think we could have done the project at that price so we had to go with the cheaper one in the end so it wasn't necessarily because because of them themselves it was just because of affordability <laughs> It was simply affordability. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at we were looking at the project. The total cost was something I don't really mind sharing the numbers. Um, roughly, it was something in the region of, like, the bottom quote was around forty grand. The top quote was around sixty grand. Uh-huh. And my exactly. I mean, my yeah. kind of uh, we were we were borrowing a little bit of money for this, a little bit of our own, like all of our savings, all that kind of stuff. So, mm. I mean, that twenty grand difference was huge. Like, it was fifty percent again what the lower one was. So it just seemed. Yeah, <laughs> it, but, it, didn't, it didn't seem worth it for that extra bit of detail since I thought the lower end one seemed pretty decent anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides, besides the uh, the money aside, what else helped you um, go through? Like, what was the selection process? Did you go and see some of their work? Uh, did you did you go a bit more in depth to make a decision between the three? So this is where this is something I, I should have done. I should have done more of that. I should have went and looked at. Um, things they'd done, get references, that kind of stuff. The problem I had was that I was in Dundee, so it was quite yeah. tricky. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world to come down and, and sort things out. And plus, I was working with the architect, and I was kind of leaning on him a little bit to mm-hmm. to give me advice on what I should be looking for. And, and he'd referred this building company we eventually chose as well. So to be honest, no, I didn't do a whole lot of that at all. Okay, but he, he it was one that he referred 
So yes. I guess yeah. you felt like more better, uh, more of a gut yeah. instinct in that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so spoken about the complications. Uh, what helped you make the final decision? We've already answered that. Uh, with did you? I mean, this is always a question that homeowners have. If they're going to start investing in a renovation or they're going to mm. extend the property in size, mm. um, it's, it's got to, you've got to get a return on investment in yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. So would you mind uh, us talking a little bit about that and like what, yeah. what, what was the benefits in doing it in terms of the re- return on investment and how long did that take, do you think? Yeah, well, so... I don't know if you were going to ask me about whether there were any problems during the project or not, but I'll jump straight I'm gonna, to that. Yeah, now. I, <laughs> I might come back to that, yeah. <laughs> that is one of the questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that kind of it ties in pretty closely to this. Uh, we did, so we did, to cut long story short, we did end up making money out of it. So it was worthwhile doing. Mm-hmm. But um, there were a couple of problems with the whole thing in the end. Uh, so that first builder um, that we took on ended up not being half as reliable as we thought. Uh-huh. Uh, we okay. got about two thirds of the job done with them. And then it was just sort of all sorts of problems, um, unreliability. And in the end, they dropped off the job. So we were two thirds in, um, had overpaid a little bit, uh, not overpaid as in we'd paid more than they'd done, uh, which obviously is a silly thing to do, but an experienced person on this kind of thing I had done a little bit of. Um, and and we ended up in a bit of a position where we had to, we had to take somebody else on in the end, so we had to go and hire another builder, right. um, and get them to finish the job. Uh, in the end, so I mean, that's what I was what I was saying about. I would have definitely gone back and taken more referrals, uh-huh. more uh, definitely gone and looked at more of their jobs, talked to people that they'd worked with before. Yeah. when you're. I, I don't know. I had now. <laughs> there's this kind of like idealistic view of the world where I, you know, people tend to believe people are like them, don't they? So you you kind of you don't believe the the whole cowboy builders thing where people can just be completely unreliable and kind of um, leave you up a creek without a paddle. But so I kind of because I liked them because they came along, they were very they seemed pretty thorough and everything. I just assumed ah, everyone would be fine. Uh, but I I would be much more stringent, much more thorough in the future and checking that kind of thing. And it seems the thing is I say this to people and they're all like, Oh yeah, of course. I mean that's that's obvious, isn't it? Mm. But then I would have said that to somebody else, but I still didn't do it because I just went you know, I think it's easy to think it's obvious when you hear somebody else say it, but I think a lot of people out there don't do that. No, Sir, you're right. Yeah. yeah, I think like um, if you feel at the mo- at the time that it's the right decision, mm-hmm. um, even though you know you should be doing some checks, uh, yeah. people do just go with it. And I think it's a combination of excitement, trying yeah. to get, like, get it started, let's do this. Um, yeah. But there are so many things that you do have to think of in, in the background. I think one of yeah. the main purposes, the reason why we're doing this property renovation podcast is to kind of have this chat with with people that have gone through the experience. Hopefully people will listen to it and learn from yeah. it and also hear from the other side. So from building companies, and that's what yeah. our plan yeah. is to, to, yeah. to get them on as well. Um, yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about uh, the fact that the first company didn't do such a great job mm-hmm. um, and you felt like you paid them or you did pay them or you overpaid them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i'm assuming that when you took them on you probably gave them a deposit mm-hmm. to start beforehand yeah yep, um, and then there would have been a process of uh, installments yeah um, depending exactly. on on what stages they're at okay yes, good and um did you have a question did you have a contract with them to do the job 
if by contract, so there was a there was a pretty detailed quote made up. They put okay. through some some good paperwork um, wow. with like payment and pay, full payment detailed down to itemized to what I was paying for right. payment terms, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so that was all sent through and signed originally. Yes. Okay, and did they provide you with some kind of um, guidance and like a schedule as to where, what they expect to have done at what time and how long the project's going to take overall? Do you know what? I don't think there was anything much in terms of timescales. No, it was more, um, we talked roughly about what we'd expect. It was it was roughly expected to be about a three-month job. Okay, okay. Um, and how did you measure the quality of the work? So if, like, um, they, they installed, like, they got to 25% complete, mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. did you manage that? How did, how was, how did you, you, like, did you sign the work off to say, mm-hmm. I'm happy with it so far? What, what happened with that? So here's another area where I was a bit naive. I didn't go down and check it half enough, partly because um, I had a whole lot of other stuff going on in my life at the time in terms of new business, new kid, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I was really busy anyway. Yeah. I was in Dundee, so I, it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to go and check. Yeah. And I was So what I was doing really was being on the phone every few days. So I was talking to them at least, I would say every at least every couple of days, just getting an update. Okay. Um, but naively i was believing everything that they told me over the phone uh and i did go down and check we went down once and i saw some of the progress and i mean the problem is i went down and i had a look and i was kind of looking um at like knocked down walls and sort of plasterboard and stuff and i don't really know how to judge the quality of that kind of thing Mm. it's not like i i'm an expert and it looked good to me yeah um And you know what the work the work this original company did in the end I mean it was decent it seemed a decent quality to me like we um, I, I see it now in the, the areas that they did finish it's all it all looks perfectly good right. uh, so yeah that was that was all fine um, but yeah I should have been on site more I should have been there more actually looking at what happened and that's why we ended up overpaying a little bit uh, given the distance hold on you've just cut out oh yeah this has been done this has been done yeah. um, but. Uh, but some of it hadn't they were just like oh they were behind basically and trying to tell me that things have been done so that's why a few things were paid beyond what had been done do you think uh if someone approached you back then and said um look i can project manage the job for you um, yeah and they were local um perhaps they were charging a percentage of the overall cost and whatever would that have been something that then you would have considered to do I certainly would do that next time if yeah. I was doing this again. I if I couldn't be there, I mean, well, I would be one of the two. It would either be I would take more responsibility for it, and I would definitely pop into the place every at least once a week, mm-hmm. if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I couldn't do that, though, I absolutely and utterly would employ somebody independent, yeah, from the building company to be there checking it out. Good. Okay. Okay. Um. So. I've got three more questions, and I think we've kind of answered them in a way. Um, If you could give one piece of advice to anyone wanting to extend the size of their property, what would it be? (laughs) I think... You can give more than one if you want. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, what I learned from it was the eventual cost of the project was as much as that higher-end company charged. 
Right. <laughs> so we ended up spending more than that. Uh, you know, I was talking about the two yeah, two low yeah, quotes yeah. and the one high quote and the one high quote, which I thought those guys were just, I believe now that if I'd gone with them, it would have ended up costing us about the same, if maybe even a little bit less. Mm. Um, but it would have been done much quicker, much more uh, expertly without all of the stress. Mm. Um, and uh, I mean, in the, in the end, because of all the troubles, it ended up taking close to a year to get the whole thing finished. Right. So oh. it was just, it was a year of my life where I was just, it's the most stress. Like I don't tend to get stressed easily, yeah. um, <laughs> but it was like it was the the most stressed and most kind of strung out I've ever been in my life through that through the latter part of that year. Gosh. So I would I would happily pay more to have uh, to have not gone through that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so yeah, but I mean the way I would have got around that is yeah we've talked about a couple of them, but just to highlight, I think yeah absolutely you need some references from people who have to, who they've worked with before mm-hmm. and don't just take that as that oh no they seem okay actually i should do it but i'm not going to which is basically what i did need to be there or have a weekend week out checking in on the work or have somebody else doing that and um certainly don't just take the lowest quote um although that's not necessarily why i chose those guys so yeah also i mean i think the but one of the biggest things is don't underestimate even if you do end up with a good company because i did end up with a good guy to finish it off mm. who i would go back any day he saved my life basically this guy at the end in the end it was just um him, it was more of an independent person who had a network of contractors I ended up working with to get it finished off right and he was just he was so good so helpful just stayed behind to mm. finish things off and didn't like, just sort of helped me out a lot um but it was still a lot of work to work with him to get it finished sure, um, sure, sure. so i mean even even if it goes smoothly don't underestimate the amount of time you have to put into something like this can I just touch on the, the the company that ended up finishing the job off? Do you, yeah. if, if honestly, do you think that you were put in a corner in a way? And by the, by that I mean that they already knew that you were halfway through this. You needed it complete. Do you think that when it come down to them quoting, do you think that um, there was an element that they knew that you needed to get this done? So really, it didn't like from a from a building company point of view. They, yeah. you, you wouldn't have known whether they were charging you for the true value of what's left to do. Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I ended up, I got another thing that added to all the stress of it. I had uh, two or three companies quote for completing it. Like they ah, came around okay. and looked at the state of it. So it wasn't just this one company actually. So I did get an idea of what the value was just through two or three companies doing it. And I actually went with one company to get it finished and they um, let me down entirely. They said, right, okay, we can do it. I'm going to charge this much. We can start in six weeks time. I was like, six weeks, I need to wait that long. But we need to get this finished. I can't really find that many other people available to start any quicker. And then literally the week before they were due to start, so that five week mark, they said, can't do it. We're we're just, we've totally overbooked ourselves. So we're going to have to let you down. It's like, what? (laughs) So I was just... And then, so the search was back on. I had to get more people out. And again, this is me going down to Edinburgh from Dundee to meet building companies to get the quotes done, all that kind of stuff. And it yeah. was just a nightmare. But yeah, I, so I believe he, do you know, it, this is, I, I'm talking about a bad building company. And in fact, I cut a few, a few not great ones here. Mm. But the guy, like I say, the guy that ended up helping me out was brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. So helpful, so honest and diligent and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they do exist. And it actually, it came through as well. The fact that I got a quote from a company in Edinburgh who are much bigger, much um, bigger team, more higher costs, and therefore 
they quoted me and they quoted me way to, like way more than I could afford to get it finished off. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guy was really honest about it. The guy said, look, I don't think you're going to be able to afford this. I'm sending you the quote, but do you know what? I'm going to send you it and I'm going to refer you to a guy that used to work for us that went out on his own. And that's how I got referred to the guy that ended up finishing it. Right. So, uh, okay. so this, yeah. this bigger, more kind of um, established, quite kind of nationwide building company um, actually ended up one of the guys that worked for them ended up phoning me up every couple of weeks for about two months after this mm-hmm. like not I wasn't even working with him but he just he was just really just so helpful it, and yeah. cared about it like he was he, it was a, and I don't think it was just a line he kept saying look I just hate it to see people getting let down by people in our trade because I know people you know there's a reputation that builders can get yeah um, that there are more cowboy builders out there than decent ones and so this guy was just it, it seemed to me that he was being honest and it was just genuinely trying to help me out because he wanted to try and overcome that perception of their trade. Yeah, so, I, I think it's like also to do with the passion. If they're passionate about um, being in the building industry, then yeah, they're yeah. going to they're gonna go that extra mile to make sure that you're, you know, that you're on the right track with the person yeah. that they've introduced you to. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to go back, I just wanted to make a comment about, yes, like, you know, your experience in terms of like, choosing the, uh, the the lesser quote i mean yeah. um it's a very common thing that i think cust- um, customers do like you know the, the, when you're trying to do a renovation everything is tight you know you want to achieve the maximum for the least amount of money and um it's very tempting to go for the cheapest quote but and i don't think there's anything wrong with that but what i think is it's doing your research so asking all the questions comparing the free um, building companies that you've got quotes from just to find out if they are all going to be giving you the same service. It can change from anything to do with the, the products that they're going to be installing right down to the amount of weeks because they could get more people on the job to finish quicker if they yeah, yeah. charge a little bit more. We spoke about this on a previous episode. That's why I'm just mentioning it now. But, you know, it, it, it's not all about the numbers. Um, mm-hmm. And and it is about like looking into it a little bit more. There is a reason why it's so cheap, you know, or yeah, you know, yeah. that's it. Great. Yeah. Good. I think that was really, really good. Um final question. Um sure. what we're doing here, so like the property renovation podcast, um, yeah. what's what's your what's your opinion about it? Like I think uh what we our mission is to just educate homeowners to um to to if they're doing a renovation, you know, educate them get them prepared for, for doing it and yeah, um, yeah. and uh, showing them all about contracts and everything else. What's your opinion yeah. about it? I think, I think it's great because I think, I mean, I, I got into that project. I was quite excited about it originally. I was like, this is something I could work on. So we're going to ch- make a big change to this place where we lived for years, mm. hopefully make a bit of money out of it that we can put into our next home that we buy, um, get us up the property ladder a bit. But I just didn't I really know much about it at all. The only things that I could fit, like the only kind of education I can find about it is, you know, there's some random websites out there, but it's kind of, most of them are trying to sell you something. Yeah. Um, not kind of honest, real stories. I think hearing real stories of people that have gone through things um, and not necessarily, I mean, we've talked a lot about the fact that there's, you know, there's loads of programs, loads of TV programs out there about the building trade, which are all really dramatic and melodramatic and kind of sensationalist where they, they only talk about the worst possible things that can happen. Yeah. So you can get a bit of a bad 
picture of it, I think. Um, or it's a really good picture where you look at it in like renovation magazines where it's like a beautiful home that went seamlessly and it was all perfect. It's the, it's the in-between stories, I think, that are the most interesting. The ones where a few little things went wrong, some things went right, there was some small lessons learned, some big lessons as well. Yeah. And it's those, those things that you can bring out, I think, that are the most valuable for people because I think a lot of that stuff doesn't get told. Well, Colin, thank you so much for that. I mean, it's really important for us and um, I'm glad that you said that because hopefully uh, we, we will be able to grow the podcast more and we'll get more and more listeners and hopefully help a lot more people. Um, I just want to thank you very much for coming on as our first homeowner experience. Um, no and uh, yeah, thank you very much. Perfect. Good luck with the podcast in the future. Cheers. Take care.